0: This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney.
1: Hello, I'm Matt.
0: And this week, we're really excited about the topic. It is why the Right Support Network can guarantee weight loss.
1: Yeah, it's a great topic. Uh, Support network, as Courtney and I have found over the years, has been critical, critical to our success personally and professionally as PTs and business owners, but also critical to the success of our clients. And we've also noticed over time that uh, the wrong support network can really hold people back and really sabotage what they're trying to achieve. Wouldn't you agree, Courtney?
0: Absolutely. So it really can work for or against you, depending on uh, depending on your situation. So let's start off with, I think, Matt, what is a support network?
1: Well, a support network, I think, is it's who you choose to have around you. Mm. So the people that you choose or the people that are there around you that have your back and are helping to ideally lift you up when you're down and push you forward when you're not going far. But I think a support network, in the case of a poor one, can be people around you that either without realizing it or in some cases, unfortunately, deliberately are holding you back either through the words that they say to you or the lack of support when times are tough. Mm. Uh, It's just the people that are there around you so that, we're talking
0: about people like family members, friends. Yeah,
1: family, friends, uh significant others like you and I, Courtney, husband and wife, partners, partners, boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. etc. our uh, training partners yeah. as well. Who are we with in the gym? they they I think they're the, the four big ones. Yeah. Family, friends, training partners, significant others.
0: Yes. Would yeah. you say? Yeah, I think so. I think that they're definitely sort of the categories that you would put general support networks under.
1: Okay. So I think it's also, actually, can I add another category to that? Yeah. I think another support network can be, in the case of what we're talking about, where are you doing your training? So it can be the gym that you're at and the culture within the gym and the community within
0: mm. the, the
1: facility yeah, that's can, a really good one to add. can be a very positive or a very negative support network. Yeah. So if I can ask you a question, Courtney, in your in your experience thus far, mm. what makes a good support network?
0: I think I think support there is the is the biggest word. It's it's support whenever times are down, whenever times are up. You're not looking for someone to to pep you up every five seconds of the day. I think it's just people who acknowledge the hard work you're putting in, people who are can see that you may be not having a great day or a great few days or a great week and just give you that maybe couple of words of encouragement that you need to really just refocus and get back on track I think they're people that don't judge you if you make a mistake if you when succeed you make a mistake. yeah when you make a mistake when you succeed there's a lot of people out there that get judged just for succeeding so I think non-judgmental people is 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 a big one in that as well, but I think the main word in that is really just support. It's it's just being ha- able to have that person or those people to lean on when times are good or when times are bad.
1: For me, what makes a good support network are people around you that encourage, mm. inspire, and push you to be better than what you are, or push you to reach your own goals. Yeah. So it's it's. I think a lot of it is about empowerment.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And That's
1: a great because, word. Because as we know, and as you would know yourself, the voices in our head will often tell us the things that we can't do
0: mm.
1: and the things that we can't achieve. And having the right support network around us, a quality one, can consist of people that will help us push through those mental barriers that we tend to put up for ourselves so that's what I think makes a good support network.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're, I think you're 100% right there. I think we as human beings tend to always, uh, when we're going through hard times and things like that, it's so easy for us to only think about the negative. And that is such a massive role of a good support network, which is to remind you of all the good things that you've done.
1: Yep. And so if I can then ask the next question, Courtney, what makes a poor support network in your experience?
0: Poor support network is, is really just the complete opposite. And I think a lot of the time in my experience with a with a poor support network, seeing it, I've been really thankful that I haven't experienced it very much in terms of my own life and my own journey, but I have seen it with others. And I think what I've noticed is a lot of it is done really like slyly, if that makes sense, like really... It's not in your face. It's not super obvious. It's re- it's done really in an underhanded, sort of backhanded way, and I think a lot of the times it's little comments that are made. Not really big things. It's just little comments that are made. It's it's and it's all it's doing is sort of chipping away at your confidence.
1: Absolutely. That these
0: that these little negative comments that people around you might be making. It's it's even just as simple as uh, someone saying oh you know I'm, I'm going to the gym and and maybe a family member says, or a, or a friend saying oh again
1: oh yeah it's okay. just it's
0: little things like that that can build up and build up and it can really sort of put a big dent in your confidence and what you're doing and then and then as because we are human and we often think negatively when things happen those little negative comments can start to build up. And then if something does happen, you do start to think, oh, well, maybe I am doing the wrong
1: thing. Maybe they're right.
0: Maybe they're right. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yep. And and it just starts to build up and eat away. And I think that, that what is what really makes th- that I've noticed a really poor support network.
1: I think to me, what makes a poor support network are people that pull you back rather than push you forward. Mm. So I've I've had in the past when i've when i first started really getting serious about changing myself i had people very very close to me saying things like you're getting obsessed yeah you're going too far you're losing too much weight yeah little little comments where i don't think they're deliberate they're often a reflection of how they feel about themselves but little comments that if you let them get into your head as you said courtney can really really chip away Mm. at our confidence. And I've heard it as well with clients that I've worked with where their partners have said to them, oh, why are you doing that? You always just quit.
0: Yeah. That's a big
1: one. Why are you going to that gym? All you do is quit. Mm. Why are you doing this eating program when all you do is quit? When that just is undermining what goes through people's heads because as Well, as everyone knows, as we all know, it takes a lot of courage to start a journey like this and then to have people around you and close to you undermining it in a Mm. way makes it 10 times harder.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it, it can be something as simple I experienced just only a little bit of it with my journey just at the start. And I think it was only because the people around me were not used to what I was doing yet. Uh-huh. It was obviously a big change in my lifestyle. I went from not really going to the gym to going to the gym a lot more often. Yep. I went from not caring really about what I was eating to really caring about what I was eating.
1: Well, you're thinking about it, that's So sure. there was a
0: definite adjustment period there and I think a lot of it in my situation was, like you said, Matt, it wasn't... Uh, they didn't realise that they were saying these things, I think, it, but it was just the little comments like... What I said. Oh, are you going to the gym again? Yeah. Sort of thing. Or oh, are you eating again?
1: Oh yeah. Or
0: just those little things where I mean I don't think they they weren't doing it from a nasty place, but it was just it was because it was so different to what I was doing before. Mm. These sort of comments came out, and then I think once the people around me in my experience got to realize what I was doing, and understood what I was doing. They were really supportive and I never heard those sort of comments again. Yeah. So sometimes I think they can be from a place of those sort of comments can come from a sort of a naive place where people don't really understand. But then there are other times that I think they come from more of a nasty, jealous place.
1: Oh, definitely there's I've seen plenty of times where it's come from from a, a very nasty place. I think also uh, support network extends to social media, mm. especially these days where, well, you know, you can call it fit shaming, yeah, fat shaming, body shaming, where you might post up a photo of yourself, you know, hitting it at the gym, and all it takes is one slightly negative comment from a friend, quote unquote friend or Facebook friend, to bring you down.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: To me, that counts as poor support hundred percent. And with what people tend to be like, especially early on along the way when their confidence is a little bit fragile, you may have 20 positive comments Mm -hmm. on something you've posted on Facebook and it's the one negative one that you think about and focus on.
0: Always remember.
1: And that's the one that holds you back from doing something else. Absolutely. You know, and that's why I know for me with a lot of people that I work with, I tell them if they come across people on their Facebook friends list that are giving them negative comments, bye. Yeah. Signara.
0: Yeah. And and you've really got to, because I think that's a huge point you just made is that we do always focus on that negative one. Yep. Or what we perceive as the negative one. Yep. And as I said, it may or may not have been intentionally negative, but it's as long as we perceive it as negative, then that's what we're gonna focus on.
1: Yep. And I think what Courtney's saying there is a, a very good point because you can have an overwhelming amount of positive feedback on something that you're doing, but it's the one negative thing that's going to get in your head and mm-hmm. stay there and probably affect the decisions that you make and the way you do things moving forward.
0: Mm.
1: And I suppose, as well, that's why Courtney and I have really decided to do this topic for this show. Just because with the amount of people that we've worked with through our own careers, we've seen firsthand what good and bad support networks can really do for people. Mm. I know for me, I've obviously been doing this a bit longer than Courtney and I've worked with a few more people. I've seen it really bring people unstuck Mm. in really bad ways and really almost, well, not almost, but very sad ways to see just who in people's lives can be there holding them back. Mm. Like it can be people very, very close to you. So really who you choose to have around you is so important. And I think as well that goes into the next thing that I sort of want to bring up is where the I can do it by myself mentality.
0: I'm really glad, Matt, that you brought this one up because I think that that goes into a lot of – when we talk about a support network, I think that that goes into a lot of it as well where very few people can actually do this on their own.
1: Well – Put it this way, I'm yet to see anyone long-term do it by themselves. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, and I, I know I can't. I'm the first one to put my hand up and say I couldn't do it on my own. And I think that that goes for the majority of people. I think that, Matt, you're a little bit unique in the way that I know that you did the majority of your journey on your own. But I think that that's quite a unique thing. Whereas I, if, well, you, weren't, we- if you weren't around... Can I just say I I would make excuses even to this day not to go to the gym?
1: Well, I wouldn't recommend I, – I did do the bulk of it by myself and I wouldn't recommend it for anyone. Mm. But I know even now, a few years down the track, I could still do it by myself now, but I do it better with the right people around me because I'm, I'm inspired and driven to do things at a higher level. Yeah. So – Courtney and I recently spoke about we joined a different gym. Even though we own our own gym, we're training out of a different gym just to you know, get go somewhere different, mm. be around people because we're used to training on our own. And being in a public gym has definitely brought out a different training side to us. So we're there together supporting and spotting each other, but just having the general public, so to speak, around us, I mean, we train a lot harder than we have previously but we didn't realize it until we did it
0: yeah and I think the big one for for us as well Matt as you said was that we trained together so not only did we join a different gym we made a promise to each other to train together yep and I think that that's a really big one as well so when you talk about I can do it by myself I I'm interpreting that in the way you tell me, Matt, if if I'm interpreting it wrong, but I'm interpreting that in the way of you don't necessarily have to go out and pay a professional to train you, but you you generally it is better to have someone there with you when you train. So maybe a workout partner, maybe Absolutely. do it with your spouse like we do it together.
1: Oh, I, I think I think the spouse is the best training partner you can get mm. because I think it can strengthen your relationship. It can bring you closer together. It's another shared experience together. Mm. And if if you're single, well, then everyone's got friends, surely. Yeah. Find, find a close friend that is aligned with you in terms of health and fitness, weight loss goals, etc., and do it together. Yeah. Because you're going to bring the best out of each other.
0: Yeah, well, we've even had people in our own gym, Matt, that have met there and now they make sure that they've become friends through the gym yep. and they've made sure that they are there at particular days of the week and now they're relying on the other person to be there as well. So it yep. keeps each of them accountable because they were doing it together previously. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because it's it is. I think it's harder to, to get up and be and train with you know, maximum intensity by yourself.
0: A hundred percent.
1: It's a lot harder. But when you've got someone there pushing you, you you tend to elevate your game.
0: Yeah, I I absolutely think you do.
1: I think that's also well that also ties into Courtney and I run our gym in a way where we do everything in groups. Yes. Whether it's the, the, the fitness slash cardio routines or the weight training classes. They're all done in groups. Just because it, it maximizes the power of that support network mm. when our clients in the gym are surrounded by like-minded people working towards similar goals. And the environment is, is different. The, the vibe is different. The intensity is different. Very much so from when I used to do a lot of one-on-one personal training where, to be honest, after a while it felt like a chore mm. because it was just a, an isolated environment and an isolated feeling where I've found over time that the group environment has led to better results. And I've, I know Courtney and I have worked with enough people now where a lot of the feedback that we've got over the last couple of years has been, I much prefer to do this in groups now.
0: Absolutely. And I think it ties in with what you said, Matt, at the start of this episode, which was not only our support networks, things like friends, family, spouse, uh, training partners but they're also the environment in which you're working out in. So for us, our gym, has we've worked really hard to make it a community feel. So when people come in there, they feel like they're around another support network. Mm. And I think that that, Matt, is one of the big things as well that goes with this, which is where you're working out is also a a reflection of your support network.
1: It is, and I think as well... Support network obviously extends beyond the gym. It most importantly, I think, extends to the household. Yeah. So who's there with you? And that's where things can really go off the rails because anyone can train hard in the gym when they're around the right people. But what's the point of training like an animal in the gym if you're going home just to have your significant other or the people that you live with are smashing down pizza, hamburgers, cake, ice cream, alcohol all day. And the temptation there is extremely powerful, so much so that it can undo the work. Mm. So I know that well. Courtney and I have worked with enough people where we've seen them led astray by their significant others at home. And it's not a deliberate thing, but you've got two people where one of them is ready to change and the other one is not. So the habits of the other person aren't changing. But what they are doing is they are actually holding back the progression of the person that wants to change because they're trying to change these habits that they've recognized that are holding them back while the person they spend the most amount of time with is doing the things they want to change. Yes. And that makes it so much harder. Absolutely. So a question for you, Courtney. You touched on it before in terms of when you first started. Are there any other personal experiences either good or bad, that you want to touch on when it comes to support network? Like what have you found has helped you or what have you found has worked against you over yeah. the years?
0: I definitely think that there was... in The only really poor... Experiences that I can that I can think of were right at the start with those little comments oh you're going to the gym again or oh you're eating again sort of thing and and as I said the people that were saying these things were not saying it out of a nasty place they were saying it out of a place because it was so different to what I was doing before and I had to recognize that because when they were starting to make those little comments and it wasn't very often it wasn't very many but again like like you said Matt you always focus on what you perceive as the negative comment and uh and I had to sort of think to myself hang on a second these aren't these aren't mean people so they're not saying this out of a negative way and I had to realize that they were saying it out of a a just surprise that I was doing something so different sort of way so that was really the only poor experiences that I had faced and I can say that from my point of view in terms of my support networks that have always been around me, I've been really lucky in the way that they've always been fantastic. My family, my friends were fantastic with it. I obviously met you, Matt, right at the start of when I started my my journey. So I, I was really lucky in a way that I had a fantastic partner and trainer that I could rely on for that support as well. So in terms of my personal experiences, it's been really positive. People, my my friends or my work colleagues started, instead of saying things like, are you eating again? They would start saying things like, oh, isn't it time for you to eat now? And that would really make me feel good. Or if I turned up at work and I had left my bag of food in the car or something, they saw me walk in without it, they would say, oh, where's your food? because they were so used to me bringing multiple meals with me to work that I always had my little cooler bag full of food. And yeah, so it really turned into really positive and people really supported me in what I was doing. They would encourage me by saying, oh, I think you're you're looking really good. It looks like you've lost weight, things like that. So I have to say that my positive experiences Far outweighed the bad, and that's just because I had a family that was really supportive of me to change from the beginning. When I first started, I lived with my family, and they were even though they weren't eating the same food that I was eating, they were really supportive of me making my own food and eating really good food. That it it worked out to be an easier transition than I had probably expected it to be. But what about uh, yourself? I know that that you had a bit of a different experience than mine.
1: Uh, Quite. I had a lot of negativity for quite a while when I first started. So, as I said earlier, I would get comments like, this is an obsession, you're going too far, you've lost too much weight, even though I hardly lost any. And what really... I don't think I've ever told Courtney this before, but what really... Stung me for quite a while early on was I'd be getting comments like, "Oh, you go to the gym, do you?" Mm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know you go to the gym, which obviously implies you don't look like you go to the gym, and that that stung quite a lot. And I get comments like that from um, from people close to me, and from from friends and colleagues. And you don't forget that, mm. and that that was in my head for quite a long time. There was one comment I got uh, one time quite a while ago, which was, You spend all this time with the gym, but you're still fat. Oh. Uh, and that, yeah, that, that, was, um, that was challenging to deal with, where over time it just became fuel. Mm. It became fuel because, well, here we go, because I'm going to need to put this under explicit the fuck you watch this. Uh, is very, very motivating to me. Um, And over time, I've learned that I get a lot of inspiration from just being able to shove it in people's faces. Whether that's right or wrong, that just works for me.
0: Well, it's really whatever motivates you.
1: Yep. I mean, (laughs) I know that's worked a lot for high-level elite athletes. Like Michael Jordan's the best example where he would focus on the negativity before a game of they said this or they said that, and then go and drop 40 points on them.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the everyone's against me mentality. Yep,
1: and that actually works well for me. Uh, but at the time, when I was first starting, it was very hard to deal with because you think, well, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of doing it? Because so-and-so said, well, you don't look like you go to the gym. Yeah. So a big, a big thing that's been in my head for quite a while now is that I don't want anyone to ever have to say that comment to me again. Yeah. So it's in my hands to make sure that doesn't occur. Then over the years, as I started to realize the differences between good and bad support, I just started to change who I was associating with, mm. be it personally or professionally, where I'm at the stage now where if I don't think someone is, is positively adding value to me and what I do, then they can get the hell out of town by... <laughs> And they'll be replaced by someone who I trust and someone who is going to bring the best out in me. Yeah. And that, that applies to me personally, which is also why Courtney and I are training together because Courtney brings out the best in me in the gym because, hey, you got to look good for your wife. Likewise. Um, you look good for your wife. Okay, look I like good it. for
0: my wife too. <laughs>
1: yep. But also professionally, as a business owner and a trainer, I want to be around other professionals that are going to bring out the best in me. So if I don't think they're going to bring out the best in me, we'll piss off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds harsh saying it like that, but it really is. <laughs> That's just
1: how I roll, baby.
0: But it really it really does come down to that. And there's no really sugar coating it. You've really got to, I think, look at this in terms of you're making a huge change a lot of the time here. So you've really got to put your foot down and say, is this helping me get to where I want to be?
1: Well, Courtney, I want to ask you uh, another question now. So we've just spoken a bit about personal experiences with this. Can you uh, give any professional experiences? You've now been you've now been a, a PT for a couple of years now, so you've started to rack up experience working with with people out in the real world, so to speak. Can you give any any professional experiences? You know, like one one positive, one negative, where you've seen a support network play out for better or for worse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I probably have seen a lot more examples of it than I experienced. So in terms of a good example that I have seen, I think if I remember there was a, uh, we had a client once who wanted to make a change and was going to be doing it by themselves. And then their, their significant other decided that they would do it as well halfway through and just said, you know what, no, I'm going to do this too. So we're both going to be eating the same thing at home. We're both going to go to the gym and work out together. And I know that seems for a lot of people that seems like a like pretty ex- extreme example. But the significant other wanted to do it not only to support this client but to also for himself because he realized that at the end of the day, if he let his partner do this alone, at the end of it, she was going to feel fantastic and he was going to feel crap.
1: <laughs>
0: he wasn't going to be happy at the end of the day with the way he looked and he wasn't going to be happy that he let his significant other do it by herself and struggle alone. Mm. So I think for a lot of people it might seem like a really extreme example but it happens more often than you than you really know because – once one person in a partnership starts doing something like this and feels better about themselves for it, it's surprising how, uh, how quickly, probably unsurprising, how quickly it does take for the other partner to say, hang on, I want to feel that good too.
1: Well, especially if the person that started it in the partnership is sticking to their guns. Yeah. If they're sticking to their guns and they're staying in their routine and they're not you know, really taking those backward steps then that influence is going to rub off Mm. on the other person. And that's also the best professional experiences that I've seen with Support Network are where partners do it together.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, I know that we've got uh, a husband and wife couple at the moment at the gym that are about to have their photo shoot for our wall of fame. Uh, If you're wondering, the wall of fame for our business is where we recognize our best client transformations uh, and we give them a, a makeover photo shoot. Mm. Because it shows them the progress they 've made, and from a you know from our perspective, it makes us look pretty good as professionals mm. because we always like to look like we know we 're doing that <laughs> helps quite a lot but they're they're having that 's jody and steve they 're having their their photo shoot in a, about two weeks' time or week and a half time where I know that Jody has said to me if steve wasn 't coming i wouldn't do this
0: mm, mm. Yeah, yet, it's such a huge, it's such a huge. she's
1: the one that dragged him along to begin with. Mm. Uh, but what they've done is they've elevated each other.
0: Absolutely.
1: And it seems to me, from what I can notice on the outside, it looks like their relationship's gotten stronger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As well.
1: And so they're doing it together. They're changing their habits together. That's probably the best uh, example of a good support network that I've seen. Yeah. Um, just because they've got each other's back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen other other partnerships where they're maybe one has um, started working out, changed a lot of what they're doing, and it has taken a little bit longer for the other half to catch on and to think, okay, I'm going to get involved. But in the end, they've been supportive of their partner changing themselves. And then they've got to a stage where they've thought, hang on a second, I want to join in and I want to do this too. So,
1: well, but you can't argue with results, can you? No,
0: and sometimes, so sometimes it doesn't happen straight away, but the point is that when the significant other starts their journey, the husband or the wife or whatever is very supportive. They may not be doing it with them, but they're supportive of them doing they're it. They're encouraging. They're encouraging. They're saying, Go for it. Hey, it's time for you to go to the gym. Or, hey, have you gone to the gym yet today?
1: Well, I've also seen examples where... A husband has said to his wife, Oh, you go to the gym, I'll wash the kids. Absolutely. That is that is fantastic. Mm. I love that sort of thing. But I've also seen it go the other way. My husband doesn't want to wash the kids. So I have to stay home and miss my gym session because of it. Yeah. To me, that is awful and abysmal and like, you know, not that's, not cool.
0: That's where we turn it around and we talk about experiences, professional experiences, I guess, of poor support network where it has definitely been things like that in terms of kids it has been things like
1: well negative com- comments well um there's there's one person I'm working with I won't mention any names where a person close to them said at the start of their journey you're just going to quit and it doesn't work anyway mm. what you're trying to do isn't going to work so why even bother starting mm. Needless to say, this person has stuck to their guns and has gotten an an outstanding result, but comments like that can be damaging, really, really damaging. And there's another person that I've worked with where their significant other has just said, why are you doing this? All you do is quit.
0: Mm.
1: Now, everyone, people that have done this, and I'm sure you can relate to this the way that Courtney and I can as well, not many people do this the first time and nail it. No. In fact, no one one does does. this the first time and nails it. Not even I did. I spent four years mucking around before I got serious. Four years. Now, I'm sure that you listening can relate to Courtney and I when we say wasted gym memberships, money spent on diets, personal trainers, online programs, start, stop. We've all been there. But sooner or later, if a person if their why is important enough to them, they're going to say, you know what? Enough fucking around. I'm going to go serious on this. Mm. And when you get to that point mentally and emotionally to then have the closest person in your life say, all you do is quit, why are you bothering? That can really put a hole in the ship, so to speak, oh, and it starts yeah. to sink.
0: It's really demoralizing. It
1: is. Really? And I for me, well, a big thing that I do, well, both Courtney and I do this when we bring people in to work with us whether it's face-to-face or online, one of the questions that we always ask them is, is your partner okay with you doing this? Does your partner know you're doing this? Mm. And if the answer is no, my partner does not know I'm doing this, I know for me, I say, well, go and speak to them and then we'll talk later on because I don't want to start a potential client, start working with them just to have their other half working against what we're doing because it makes something that's hard almost impossible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it works as well for if people are single but if they're living with their their families or friends or friends does your friend know that you're doing this does your housemate you know you're doing this does yep. your family know you're doing this whoever you are around the most which is who you live with they are the people that you really need that support from
1: and they're the ones that need to know what you're doing correct even though it can be hard i, mean, I know it can be hard to mm. say to someone close to you look I'm going to work on changing myself, I'm not happy with A, B, C. That can be a very confronting, a personally confronting conversation, but it's one that needs to be had.
0: Correct. Because people can't support you unless they know what you're trying to do. Yep. And that's where some of these poor support networks can can start to form because if people don't know what you're doing, a lot of the time, then they will make comments without realizing that it's negative, and that it's actually affecting you. That's where some of the, sometimes these poor support, support networks aren't done on purpose, aren't formed on purpose. Some of these poor support networks are actually formed by, as I said, it, it's by ignorance because they don't know what you're trying to do and they don't know what your goals are.
1: Okay. So then, um, Courtney, we've spoken about, you know, what is a support network, both good and bad. Spoken about some professional experiences, spoken about some personal experiences. What tips do we want to give here about a support network? What would you say is, is, is such an important tip you give to someone?
0: I think the, the, the first thing to do is to take a close look at the people that you're surrounding yourself
1: with. In what way?
0: I think that you've really got to look at who do you live with, as we spoke about. Yep. Who, who are you training with? I think these are really big things to to consider. I think it's massive to consider, do the people who you live with and the people who you train with know what you're trying to achieve? Mm
1: -hmm. Do they know
0: what your goal is and how important it is to
1: you? Well said. I think
0: that, as I said, a lot of the times that you, you yourself can be the problem in terms of developing a poor support network around you by not informing the people around you about what you're trying to do and how important it is
1: to you. Well, I know uh, one of my favorite sayings, and I'll use it right now, you are the average of the five people you associate with the most. Mm. So if the people that you spend the most time with are negative or they are looking at the, you know, the, the glass half full type of person, chances are that's going to rub off on you. So what, what Courtney said in terms of looking at who you choose to surround yourself with, I think that is the number one tip I, you know, without being a parrot here, I'd say the exact same thing as what Courtney just said.
0: I think as well that when you're talking about informing the these five people that you surround yourself most with, yep. whether it's who you live with, your family, your friends, who you train with, I think that if you've informed these people about what your goal is, how important it is to you, what you're going to do to achieve that goal, and then they're still negative or they're still making comments well then you know then you've got to realize that these people are doing it for ulterior motives they're not doing it out of ignorance because you've informed them so that's when then you really you've got to stand up and not be afraid to talk to these people and and, and let them know what is happening here and that they are
1: It's unacceptable.
0: It's unacceptable that they have become a poor support network for you and if they're not willing to become a good support network for you then unfortunately you're going to have to change those five people that you surround yourself with yeah. the most. Yeah.
1: Is is that the part where you get into a bus and run them over? No. Okay.
0: No. <laughs> no, and I mean it sounds very it sounds very bad, but I mean this is these are extreme situations, yes, and it doesn't happen all the time. But if that, if you find yourself in that position, well, you don't really have a choice. You've either got to have that hard conversation with those people or you've got to continue going through this really hard journey, making it even harder for yourself because you're surrounding yourself with people who are choosing to be negative.
1: Yeah. So I think – I really think um, that kind of sums up what is so important about the tips that we're giving here – Look at those that are around you that mm. you spend the most time with and talk to them to begin with. Yep. This is, what I'm, this is what I'm working towards. I need your help and I need your support.
0: And I think most of the time you'll find that they turn into a great support network from that.
1: Well, you'd hope so. Mm. But also when you have people around you that don't, if they're still working against you, rarely do i think it is deliberate they deliberately aren't trying to hold you back but it's often a reflection of how they feel about themselves Uh, a saying that that i use a lot is you hold the mirror up in front of other people based on your success and often if you're succeeding especially if you're changing your health's improving your body shape's improving your attitude's improving and they're not and they're not changing that you're in a way, you're making them feel bad about themselves, but that's not your problem. No. That's their problem. Correct. I also think, as well, in terms of you know how we choose who's around us, choose who you follow on social media,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely, and choose
1: what what you absorb in terms of the information you absorb, the the motivation you absorb. Where's it coming from? Because there's a lot of noise, obviously, yeah. as Courtney and I have said before on social media. And I think as well, well, put it this way, Courtney and I have a private Facebook group for our community that we well, put it this way, it's a great support network.
0: Well, it's fantastic.
1: It's um where I've seen I've seen Facebook groups that I've been involved with where there's been a lot of noise, mm. a lot of conflicting information, which can really undermine what goes through our heads. So what I might do on the show notes page at theweightlosspodcast.com. I'm going to put a link on the show notes page for this episode for our private Facebook group. Join it. Mm. Join it. Just um, just click the link and join it, and you'll be in a very, very good supportive environment online because this day and age, we're all spending more and more time on social media, but we still need to choose choose our time and what we're consuming wisely. Mm. So I'll put that on the show notes page. Uh, Courtney, are there any other tips that you think are, are worthwhile here in terms of support network? I'm pretty comfortable with what we've covered, but anything that you that comes to your mind as well?
0: No, I think I'm pretty comfortable with what, I've cu- with what we've covered as well. And I, yep. I think the main thing as well in terms of why the right support network can guarantee your weight loss is also if you already have a great support network around you and you need help, make sure you're asking for it.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, That that's a courageous thing to do, but entirely worthwhile.
0: Correct. It's really confronting, as Matt said earlier, but I think that it's it's really important one as well, that if you feel like that you're having a hard time, if you're feeling stuck, if you feel like you might be going backwards a little bit, just make sure you're asking for help from that support network.
1: And I think also don't be afraid to reach out to us. Uh, massive reason why we started this podcast to begin with was to give you the support that you need because chances are right now you might be in the car, on the train, on the bus, doing your workout, going for a walk, whatever. You need the support too. So don't be afraid to reach out to us because that's what we're here for as well. Mm. Uh, Speaking of reaching out to us, Courtney.
0: It's email time.
1: There it is. Thank you. (laughs) You can reach us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. And I have an email here today, Courtney, from Connie. Hi, Connie. Connie says, Hi, guys. Love the show. I've been changing what I eat for a while now, and I'm working out. I've started to lose weight, which I'm really excited about. I've been reading lately a lot about weighing food. Do you weigh all your food and is it important for me to do this? Thanks so much, Connie.
0: Well, congratulations on changing up your lifestyle, Connie. Yes, and, very well done. And on the weight loss. That yes. is very exciting. And high five. To, yes, very high five. We love to hear stories like this. So big congratulations. And in terms of your question, Matt, uh, Matt and I do weigh our food. Yes. Did I weigh my food when I first started? No. So, Matt, did you weigh your wh- food when you first started? No way. No.
1: Absolutely not. Generally, with the only reason I weigh my food now is just to know what I'm doing. Yes. Where for all the people that Courtney and I work with, for all our clients at the start, and even for us as well, your body tells you.
0: When you're full, when you're hungry, uh
1: huh. Your body gives you all the signs. You just have to listen to it. So at the moment, Connie, I would say what you're doing is currently working mm. because you're changing and you're building good habits. Keep going.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of uh, food weighing comes from data collection, and that basically means, in terms of getting a little bit more information about exactly the quantities you're having and. Things like that that goes into if you're recording your food. So then if you do want to make any changes as you go along, you've got a starting off point because you know exactly how much it is you're eating. But as Matt said, if things are changing right now, then no, it's probably not very important to be doing that.
1: And the the basic way that we get our clients and what Courtney and I did as well in terms of recording what we're eating, we we didn't weigh our food for a long time we used to use nutritional cups yeah so i had you know one cup of chicken two cups of mixed vegetables two cups of chunky salad whatever ah uh, that's just as good
0: yeah and really cuz all it is is it's just it's just more information it's
1: more information it's just knowledge of yeah. what
0: what exactly it is that you're having and when you're having it if you're writing down what you're eating so then if you do sort of hit a plateau then you can look back on that and think okay now I know what I'm having. Where can I make changes in terms of refining this, in terms of maybe just making a couple of tweaks to to push forward and take that step forward? So that's really all it is. It's it's not anything uh, extreme as to why people really weigh their food. It's not extreme well, reasons as to why we weigh our food.
1: Can I also just say that weighing your food really for us isn't the same as, say, counting calories. No. I know for Courtney and I we have never counted calories and don't plan to, your body counts them for you. You're, like as Courtney said before, your body will tell you when you've had enough or when you've when you've, you know, not had enough. As Courtney just said, weighing your food can be useful in terms of recording data. Um, but at the moment, for most people when they're beginners, I know for me, when I'm their trainer, I don't get in the way of their food for a while just because there's so many other habits that need to be ironed out. So if you've got someone, for example, where they're not eating breakfast, then who cares yeah. how many grams of protein they're having per meal? Have breakfast, buddy. Yes. You know what I mean? So you look at you look at this process as what are the biggest, baddest habits that we need to deal with. And if we've dealt with all these bad habits and turn them into good ones and what's left is let's get information on what on how much we're having, okay, then it's worthwhile doing, mm. if that makes sense. Yes. So, Connie, I hope that helps. Um, on that note, Courtney, I think we're going to call this a show.
0: Yep, we're done. So remember the email address, which is podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. You can shoot us through an email if you, too, have a question or a success story of your or own that you feedback. want to share with us. Or feedback. Remember also, if you are on Facebook, you can always uh, send us a message through Facebook as well.
1: Yep, so I hope this has helped. As always, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. So have a good one and we'll see you soon.
0: See ya. Get more free tips. Listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.